Today. 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 Today with Jeff Vines. Twice every weekday on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, a focus today back onto missions and one particular mission organisation today that's called One Heart, an Australian-founded mission organisation that's working with people in Kenya. And to pick up today on some particular aspects of what this particular mission organisation does to be viable and to move towards expansion. And to talk about those things, the founder and director of One Heart in Australia is Dean Landy. He's joining us. Hello, Dean. Welcome to 2020. Thank you. Dean, you've been working there in Kenya for some time now, and I'm inspired by the way that you guys try to make everything you do viable and sustainable so that you can actually manage a great expansion of your mission opportunity. That's right. That's been, I guess, our goal from the outset. Uh, when we started One Heart about seven years ago. Okay, let's talk about some of those particular things that you do because uh, I'm inspired by this. When you want to break the cycle of poverty, you've really got to work with families so that they themselves can be standalone, that they can actually look after their own financial needs and their own farming and agricultural needs. Let's talk first of all about how you get people to be financially viable, financially sustainable when you're in a missions context. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the mindset we've always had, is, and I'm sure you've heard this before, is to give people a hand up, not a hand out. Uh, and anything we've been doing in Kenya from the outset, our mind was always to be able to transform the lives of orphaned and abandoned children. And taking that as the basis, we've been trying to find ways to set up a, a financially self-sustainable model and an, an environmentally self-sustainable model. So what we didn't want to do is start an organisation there that uh, ran great for a couple of years and then the money started to run out and the children are often left in a more difficult position than they may have initially found themselves, which we've, we have seen other organisations do that in other parts of the world. So uh, I guess our model has been to have our primary focus in raising, we'll soon have 75 children in our care, orphan and abandoned kids, and then in the background have a, a really strong basis of how we support that. Primarily uh, as a start-up organisation, uh, a lot of that was based on child sponsorship, but as we've started to grow now, uh, we start to build on that model of sustainability. Um, so we look at ways of using everything we have. We've set up an eco-farm where we can start to uh, run a chicken farm of 120 head, which we can sell the produce, uh, a maize farm, and a dairy farm, which is no doubt bringing good food to the homes, but also allows us to sell the excess. Uh, we have vans for our school. We can then hire those vans out to our different organisations when we're not using them to generate an income. And then we can look at our skills training centre where we can start to uh, provide microfinance to different organisations that once they start and come out of the training centre, that that can bring an income back into One Heart as a whole over in Kenya as well, always to sew back into our kids. The, the response to how we go about breaking that cycle is uh, 
primarily through education. So we're building a school at the moment which will double as a skills training centre for others in the community as well. Let's talk about the school because if you can provide children with an education then they themselves will have more opportunity to have a sustainable viable income if they can get a job or start a business. That's one of the keys isn't it to breaking this yeah. cycle of poverty? That's that's one of the biggest keys because you can see it firsthand so literal there that the cycle of poverty just gets handed down from generation to generation and although in Kenya the government has moved to make education free in state schools the problem is there's around 90 children in each class and uh, while the education may be free it's very poor and if you can't even afford a school uniform or the books you're still not allowed to go so that precludes so many children in a lot of the rural villages so our view has been to not just get our kids into government school but build our own school where we can provide the highest possible level of education and then uh, be able to give our children the best opportunity into the future. Dean, oftentimes when people think about missions activity, they're thinking of arriving in a location and looking for an opportunity to share this message of the gospel. What you've done with your mission opportunity is you've gone in there to make a difference to the whole community, to the whole community life, and you've said we've come with a message of the gospel, but we actually want to break you free from this cycle of poverty and give you all the means that you need to go on and be successful in all that you put your hand to. That's right. I mean, we've gone there with, a, I guess, a heart to serve those people. Uh, our structure in Kenya is, is made up all of nationals. There are no foreigners uh, living and running our organisation there. We work with a really strong board of leading principals and business people and doctors. Uh, we have a strong management team over there. And that way we can empower them and we run it from Australia. But we're able to go in, I guess, with the inspiration of the, the, the hope and faith that we have, but primarily to serve those in need and those that are in need of help. And I guess in doing that, we, I get, we hope to show the message of Christ to be able to take that to them rather than going there purely to, I guess, just set up a church and expect people to come. Dean, tell me about the effort that it takes to get the momentum going like you've got there with your mission activity in Kenya. Uh, interestingly, uh, when we first set it up, I guess it's funny, I look back now, uh, I went over initially in 2007 to uh, start work on it and you do go in uh, with hindsight now to see it probably was naive in terms of our full understanding of the government regulations and the requirements how to set up a children's village but it's I think the best way to go about it is really just get started on it to just take that first step and then you learn as you progress I've never run a children's home or a large organisation like that before I have a business here in Melbourne but it's a totally different context to be working in a third world but the key that I've learnt and I'd, I guess I'm always keen to share with other people is really just take those first steps uh, and really just start to make contacts, get on the ground there, start to understand the place, and really just keep persistent, uh, persistently pushing forward, I guess, with the bigger vision that you have in front of you. And now that you have this momentum in Kenya, you've got your eyes on some other nations as well. Yeah, what we want to try and do is uh, almost perfect a model where we can create something that's sustainable, that it doesn't become... Uh, I guess a drain on our finances here for the next 10, 20, 30 years. We want to be able to set it up so that once the school is running and we can provide scholarships to children in the surrounding village and we can provide the training to really transform an entire village, 
we're working hard to get a model where we can take a step back from that and take our seed funding and replicate the entire model uh, either in a different part of Kenya or a different part of the world. So that's what we're working towards in terms of our future planning and also things locally as well. One Heart as an organisation does have a, a major focus in uh, third world countries but we're also starting to develop programs back in Australia to be able to um, reach out to those in need as well. Well, Dean, I suspect there are those listening into our conversation who'd be very interested in the model that you have developed because it sounds to me like a, a great opportunity to glean from the wisdom and experience that you've gained and others may well want to hear some more about what you're doing with One Heart. I'll point people to your website and just to mention too that uh, you're also uh, still open to child sponsorship. You can sponsor children in this village in Kenya. Uh, but I'll point you to the website. It's www.oneheartchallenge.org That's www.oneheartchallenge.org The founder and director of One Heart is Dean Landy and Dean, appreciate you being on 2020 today. Thank you, I've been happy to uh, share it and hopefully inspire others to get out there and make a difference. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au